0: I'm Jim Collison, and this is Gallup's Called to Coach, recorded on March 21st, 2022. Called to Coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches share tactics, insights and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. If you're listening live, love to have to join us in our chat room. There's a link on our live page right up there in the corner. Uh, jo- jump in the chat room, uh, and you're, you can ask us your questions live. Or if you're listening after the fact and you have questions, you can always send us an email, coaching Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or right there on YouTube so you never miss an episode. Erica Huntsinger is our host today. She works as a business solution consultant at Gallup with me in Omaha. We actually get to see each other now, which is pretty great. Erica, welcome to Called the Coach.
1: Thank you. Yes, happy to be here. And I love running into you in the office now that the worlds are turning a bit to normal. We're,
0: we're, we're getting that way and it's always nice. I'm home today. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance to see you tomorrow. We have some fabulous guests with us today. Why don't you take a second and introduce them?
1: Definitely. Well, yes, I'm very excited about the partners we have with us today um, from Burb Credit Union, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So we have with us Kevin Rolofsky, the president and CEO of Burb. And then we also have Mary Geetman Schellinger, who is the internal director of communications and engagement. Um, Kevin, I'll pass it over to you if you want to do an introduction of yourself and share your top five.
2: Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for, uh, for having us here. We're really humbled to do this. Um, so uh, I've been married uh, 25 years. My wife, Nancy, have three kids, um, Kyle, Noah, and Celia. They're 20, 17, and 13. I've uh, been with Ver for about 10 years. Um, and um, I was transplant from Ohio over to Oshkosh and uh, love to ski. Uh, Self-proclaimed servant leader, always learning and skinning my needs and uh and just really happy to be here uh top five right um activator achiever competition uh strategic and i'm sorry ideation then strategic
1: i love it thank you that was awesome thanks mary or mary do you want to go ahead
3: of course thanks it's a joy to be with all of you today um I'm Mary Keatman Schellinger. I've been with Verve for almost seven years um, in various communication capacities, and um, I live in Oshkosh with my husband, Nick. We've been married for three years. We have a blended family of three kids, very passionate about blended families, um, also an avid gardener. Uh, so it's we're just getting ready to start the season. So that's what's going on outside of work, but here to talk about engagement and strengths and all things Gallup, and we're excited. My top five. Already we've gotten into communication. I use too many words. Um, But futuristic, woo, uh, strategic, restorative, and communication
1: awesome thank you both well i realized i didn't actually share my top five as well so i lead with discipline and then individualization analytical responsibility and communication um and like jim mentioned i'm in our omaha office so i get a partner with our clients throughout the midwest region so primarily minnesota wisconsin the dakotas um so Verve is a wonderful partner of mine um, that has really seen a lot of growth over the last few years um, and just continued to challenge what it means to be exceptional within a workplace as well. Well, I would love just to start, um, Kevin, with a background of how Verb came to be. So when you think of a credit union, Verb isn't necessarily the cookie cutter, what you think of. Um, so I would love for you just to tell the story of how it started and just how it's continued to grow over the years as well.
2: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm a banker by trade, and um, really, I love the idea of credit unions because it really aligns with my faith really strongly. And we get to do a lot of great things, have a lot of fun. We still have to make money, uh, but what we do here and what we embrace really well is culture and putting our team members first. Uh, and that's really um, what what our what our organization stands for. Um, culture is woven through every single piece of the fabric in our organization. Um, We're really proud to say that, um, you know, we lead with culture, but we actually do that. And that's, and that's, I think really what the difference is and why we have been so successful in our own right. And why we, we feel really strongly that Gallup is a really um, amazing partner for us because um, it drives um you know our, our cultural uh strategy very very well um 10 years ago i joined uh the organization moved from ohio and since then we've grown over 1.3 billion we've we've uh grown five times in nine years um so you can imagine just rapid growth happening and all the changes yet at the same time we have these amazing people and leaders in our organization that somehow we still not only uh, manage keep the wheels on, you know, as we're as we're going. But um, you know, the people are just more highly engaged as we go. We primarily have grown um, through acquisition and merger, um, as far as you know, driving the uh, the big sort of shot in the arm when we grow. Uh, but we we've had over a billion dollars of organic growth as well since we started, uh, which is just you know adding on um, you know additional. Uh, business as we acquire or we partner with um, other organizations who just, you know, look, uh, provide tremendous amount of value, whether it's resources from people or products or, or location, geography. Um, so I, I really feel that that's, that's, that's really just the, the area where we're, where we're really excelling is the growth, but it's, it's really driven by culture.
1: For sure, which that's been a very unique piece um, for a credit union to continue to grow through mergers and acquisitions. How many um, do you feel like have happened over the last 10 years?
2: Uh, we've had, I want to say, one, two, three, I think there's five. <laughs> so there's five acquisitions, whether they're mergers or, or, or purchase mm-hmm. acquisitions, um, and then, uh, you know, there's just a myriad of, of, you know, conversions from, you know, core systems. And, con- you know, I, Mary knows better than I do, but there was probably over 30 conversions over that time as well.
3: Yeah, a lot, sure. of system, a lot of system updates. But then when I think about our most re- recent acquisition, shout out to the Chicago team. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really unique in the credit union space, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin, uh, yeah, that we were the second credit union to purchase a bank across state lines uh, so not only a growth opportunity for Verve and for the team but also a, a significant hurdle a significant challenge to make that investment and so I think it really speaks to the moxie that we have on the team that we're willing to approach projects like that um, and that was really you know one of the the three legs of the stool of our exceptional workplace application was that acquisition and how it was done very differently.
1: I love that. Well, thank you for the background just on Verve and the unique story there. Um, I think it speaks a lot to some of our other credit union clients as well as other workplaces throughout the country just seeking change and something different as well. Um, but now that moving a little bit further in your path within Verve, what led you to your partnership with Gallup and how did that all start? I believe back in 2016. So, what were some of those initial steps now over this sure. um, prolonged journey?
2: Sure, sure. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking back, you know, 10 years or 11 years ago, and I talked to the board. And, you know, I just said, you know, we are going to spend an inordinate amount of money on culture. And this was before they even hired me. Uh, and, and I said, if you don't want to do that, I'm probably not your guy. And going to, you know, moving our way through to 2016. Um, so we've created this sort of three pillar strategy. Um, culture, brand and business. Okay, And we were really wanting to uh, quantify how well our culture is doing, because, you know, as leaders, we want to say, oh, it's doing great. We're we're working really hard. We're serving our teams and they're just everybody's happy. We wanted something that was was qualitative to be able to tell us that what we're doing and the money that we're spending, the resources that we're using are actually are are paying dividends in that perspective. So that's where we sought out um, Gallup and tried to put some sort of, you know, uh, I'll say, you know, subjective, um, you know, measurement to that. So
1: I love that. Yes. The culture, brand, and business is a huge piece. Um, and when you think about that interview stage, even of the focus on culture, that's something that is often lagging in organizations today and in the last two years, um, kind of takes a back seat sometimes. So I love the prominent focus that you've continued to put there. Um, so how, what has that partnership grown to be and how has it continued to evolve over the last couple of years?
2: Yeah, I can certainly speak uh, to it from that high level, and Mary, I'm going to invite Mary to to speak about it as well from the, yeah. you know, the nuts and bolts part of it as well because she's so, um, you know, she's our Gallup guru here. She knows she knows the data. Um, I, you know, I really, like I said, when we first started with Gallup, we were really looking at it to help us affirm what we were doing, and really what it's turned out to be is that we're we're really looking at Gallup and the data that we're given and the coaching that we're receiving and all that, as part of our strategy, we're weaving the information into the conversations we're having with our organization as a whole from a strategic standpoint, um, but also at an individual level with our team members. I love that. That's
1: when it really becomes ingrained throughout the culture, too, when it's not just a leadership or HR initiative, um, but everyone is on board in, in those conversations.
3: Yeah. Um, when I think about, you know, going back to 2016, I've been with the Gallup program since its inception at Verve. And so that first survey, right, we were just learning so much about uh, what Gallup had to offer and the different insights for our Q12 engagement platform, right? I remember working with our, our first consultant back then and just learning, learning, learning. Um, and as we continued to grow as a team, our leadership strength also grew at the same time, um, Jim, if you'd be so kind, I think there's that that first graphic of kind of our uh, that next slide with the engagement trends. Yes, okay. so when we look at these numbers, you know as we've been growing and changing systems and um, you know going to market, our team has really responded to some of those resources that we've put out there. We've revolutionized our coaching platform. We have a one on one monthly coaching pro- platform, and the bench strengthened our leadership to make those conversations meaningful. Uh, we've drastically improved our recognition program. Um, the engagement action planning has also gotten a lot of attention with our leaders driving progress in their teams. Um, and as you can see, you know the, the trends are all very meaningful to us, particularly when I look at that engagement ratio history. Um, that 40 to 1 measurement really means that when you walk in the building, it feels different um, than walking in other areas. In other buildings, right? The team members are smiling. They are collaborating. There's orange stuff on their desk. You know, uh, the the pride in working here is really evident. Um, The growth in our programming. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Um, The growth in our programming has really gone in depth with Gallup um, as Gallup continues to grow and provide more research-based approaches for us to utilize. So I think about you know how all of our new hires go through their Clifton Strengths assessments now and receive um, in-depth coaching from our certified um, Clifton Strengths coach, Sarah Nachman. Shout out to Sarah, my beloved colleague. She's our director of team member well-being. Um, right, and again, that was a recent expansion uh, based on the Gallup five essential elements of well-being. We went from a more physical health-based wellness program to really expand. Uh, along with Gallup and our understanding of, of the, um, the needs of our team and treating people as unique holistic individuals.
1: Definitely. Well, that's amazing segue into Clifton's strengths as well. Verve has really taken strengths into their own culture and made it their own. Um, so I know you have your pillar statements. Um, what are those action items that you do have your new employees take with their strengths when they start?
3: Say Kevin, that's your that's your brainchild. You take that the patch value declarations. Well, Kevin, you're muted.
2: So there's a couple of things that we do, I think, really well here, um, and that is really embracing the individuality of of our team members. And you know, first and foremost, it's it's really you know the our why and 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 what we do and say here and how we. And how we go about, we call it slugging it out every day when we wake up. And, you know, our why is that we challenge the status quo to better serve the needs of others so that we can all live fuller, richer, and more impactful lives. And we really feel that if we can live out that why, we're going to win, right? We're going to win the day. However, right, how do you do that for each individual? It takes a while or an understanding of how they can actually add value and and do that. And we do that at the most, I'll call it molecular level. And that's with what we call a patch value declaration. And in a patch value declaration, it's really interesting. It's it's a declaration. We call it a declaration because it's kind of like you put that flag in the sand and say, this is exactly what I'm standing for. And this is and I'm not changing it. Right. This is this is this is where the line in the sand is drawn for me. It's not like a casual comment about what you do well. It's what you truly, truly believe that you do well. So a Patch value decoration in a nutshell is something that says to people, this is what I do best. Right. Maybe even better than other people, but this is what I do best. And this is what people can count on me every single day, day in and day out right? And it doesn't mean that it has to be their actual job description, right? It doesn't have to mean their actual job description. When we talk about Verve, right? And Mary knows I'm just getting on my soapbox, so you never really talk, talk me down here and, and cut me off. But when we talk about Verve and we talk about people and individuals at Verve and, and, you know, we talk about people being the same at home than they are at work. We don't want somebody to put on their work hat and then put on their home, you know, hat when they go home. We want the same person, right? Every single thing that a person stands for at home, we want the good, the bad, the ugly. We want every single micro moment that shapes them in their world today, up until today, to be at work. Because we hire them as an individual to to be a solution contributor to the organization. And they can't just turn one piece off and turn one piece on. It doesn't work that way. So we embrace it all, good, bad, and the ugly. So in the patch value declaration, we talk about that. Here's what I stand for, right? And then here's what you can count on me every day. So I'll tell you mine. And Mary, if you want to share with, with them yours as well. But mm-hmm. Mary knows that I'm this way at home than I am this, than I am, you know, at, at work as well. And it always starts off with a value word. Okay. So it has a little bit of a structure to it, but it starts off with a value word. What do you value most? Okay, and then it goes about telling people why you value it and then how they can see that coming to life, what they can count on you for. So the structure is I value whatever. Right. And then I pride myself in. And that's the only consistency in the whole thing. Okay, so mine is I value agility. I pride myself in thinking strategically while making tough decisions in a swift, fair and impactful way. And if you talk to my wife, Nancy, she's going to tell you the same thing. Sometimes it's also, uh, you know, a weakness, (laughs) right? But I really feel that, you know, I do think strategically and I value being agile in my organization. I value being agile in my own life, right? Being a father, being a son, a, a husband. And I want to make sure that I'm fair with everybody. And I feel that there's a value in being definitive, right? Being definitive. So...
3: And so when we were when we were developing this program when we were developing this differentiator in our culture and how we were going to train up our team to be incredible assets to the organization we needed a evidence-based universal system to build a foundation on right how do we help our team members self discover and that's where the Clifton Strengths program came in and it was so easy Uh, For us to utilize that and make it accessible to everybody, um, and then have the coaching platform to back it up and help our team members discover their superpowers, right? The color of their cape, as I like to call it, right? And so, uh, right with that in mind, you won't be surprised that that's where I took the conversation because I value clarity. I pride myself in bringing more order to the universe and translating complexity into a shared understanding by using collected intelligence and great communication to solve problems. So we had a problem. We need a repeatable uh, foundation to use to build this, this wonderful idea of this patch value declaration. And that's where the, the strengths program really shined for us. It was this research-based program that we could bring in-house and, and turn orange.
1: I love that. I love that so much. And I think just in the last two years, work life integration more than ever um, is exactly what you're saying, Kevin, that you do need to be able to be the same at home versus at work, especially because they're so blended right now, um, as we've seen change throughout the last few years. Mary, did you want to share yours as well?
3: Oh, I just did, dear. That was the clarity oh, statement. Perfect. Yes,
1: perfect. Thank yes. you so much. Absolutely. Yes, I know another key piece. So, how early on in their onboarding do they complete their strengths and create that patch value declaration?
2: So, when when our when our team members first start, right, they we really uh, immerse them in the culture first, right? So, very few. I mean, you know, there's a tactical piece of our job and then there's that that leadership piece of our job and that tactical piece, whether it's pushing buttons or, you know, whatever the case is. Right. We all have a tactical piece. They 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 learn that a week later. They start learning that like about a week later. And we really focus on the cultural piece. So when we first started, we first started really kind of throwing out the patch values and the patch value decoration early on. And then said, you know, you're going to do this right away. What we found is it's such a, there's such breadth and depth in it. And the way we're asking people to think differently about how they go about their job was a little overwhelming for everybody. So now they're, we want them to have uh, a Patch Valley decoration inside of six months, sometimes three months, but they're going through actual workshops to walk them through them deciding what that might be. So it's, it, it, it takes a little more time now, which we think is good. But ironically, it's interesting because when you talk to people about what their PVD is, sometimes they'll be like, well, I don't have one yet. And they feel bad about it or they feel kind of like they're almost ostracizing themselves from it. And there's, a, there's a really a point of pride for this now. You know, it's not an elevator speech. It's not that 30-second elevator speech. It's really truly who you are and how you want to communicate your you know, like Mary said, your superpower, your strength, you know, to adding value to the organization.
0: Mary, you, you said you're so smoothly, it blew right past Erica. Like, you you said it like you've said it a thousand times. So you must teach this, right? At what point or how do you reinforce that in the organization? And, and does strengths help in the development of that? Are they able to kind of use their top five to pull that together?
3: Yes. So. In those workshops that Kevin was just referencing, they have taken their Clifton Strengths assessment. They have part of the the process is actually reading through their Strengths Insight Guide and highlighting keywords and phrases that are really vibing with them. Um, I remember going through that exercise, and actually most of the keywords in my Patch Value Declaration are straight out of my Insight Guide. It was just stringing them into a coherent sentence. Um, and really honing in on okay, when you put those natural talents together, what's the output? And and what's that value? What's that? When I look at this combination, you know, that God gave me, right? What is that? What does this mean? And it really, for me, it settled it on clarity. When I am going through the world, I am looking for clarity. I am bringing clarity. Um, the lack of clarity frustrates me. Right? So <laughs> I have a, a, an intolerance for it. Um, so the the Clifton strengths really is that smooth uh, foundation that it just lifts off the page and turns into a single sentence that we can put on our internet profiles. It's actually the first thing that you'll see underneath our picture on our internet profiles. Um, and actually, Jim, you can pull that up. It's on uh, on slide three. We'll show you um, that snapshot. Right? Oh, there's the top five strengths, and then. Um, Patch Valley declarations must be just out of that clip. I was mistaken. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we also use it in our one-on-one coaching program. So if you see that graphic on kind of the bottom right of the screen, it says one-on-one. Um, this is actually mine, right? So when I meet with my leader, shout out Carrie Drobnik. Um, when I meet with my leader on a monthly basis, we have this format that we follow. And right there at the top of the form is my Uh, my name and my patch value declaration and hers, um, and also our top five strengths. So before we even approach a one-on-one coaching conversation, we have to understand the strengths and natural talents and the preferences of the individual that we're serving in that moment. And so this is really ingrained in our team to honor that individuality and celebrate it and leverage it, because Right. It's diversity at its, at its finest. We're stronger together with lots of ways of thinking. Um, so before we approach my opportunities to grow or my leader's opportunities to grow, we do that in a way that respects the individual.
1: Definitely. Well, I know we're seeing the comments too that we love those um, formats that you have. And so this is a huge part of your culture within Verve as well, is your intranet, um, which we'll get to in a minute here. But one thing I did want to highlight, strengths, your intranet, a lot of these pieces are a key driver of your engagement and what made you eligible for the 2021 Gallup Exceptional Workplace Award winner, which is a crazy thing to accomplish in the midst of a pandemic. And not to say that you didn't accomplish this through other things as well. You are also buying a bank while doing a total technology transformation during a pandemic. And you were still a winner of the 2021 Gallup Exceptional Workplace Award. So I wanted you just to speak to that a little bit more on how that all went down in 2020 um, through a lot of these key initiatives that you have in place.
2: I'm tired just hearing you say that now. <laughs> um, I, I will. I will say, looking back at it, it, it was. It truly, really is amazing how it all went down. Right. I mean, there were. We, we, we just had a meeting today, um, you know, with our learning and development team, and they were just talking about how they had some time back in their day because things were crazy a year ago, right? Um, not just with the, like you said, with the pandemic, purchasing a bank, and then, you know, going through the whole core conversion technology upgrade. So I, I will say that um, team members really doubled down on our core, our core practices, right, with our Y, our patch value decorations, and, uh, and our patch values. I think that's really the key. And what we did was we got really smart about leaning on Gallup and leaning on our leaders, leaning on Marion team to really help understand where I'll say the leaks were or the chinks in the armor were, because right, a lot of times it's a lagging indicator. So sometimes when you get that data and information, it's really bigger than it is, right? But having a having a focus on how we address the issue, right? Coach up, or at least at, at first identify to the leader or leaders where they're, where they're excelling and where they're not. Right. And then having a, a, a wraparound effect of our coaches working with them. We have a strength, you know, we have a, we have a certified strengths-based coach on staff here too. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, shout out to Nachman. Right. Um, so, utilizing all those resources really has helped us not only just you know tread water would have been really amazing quite honestly and we really did excel and it's it's really truly because and from a ceo standpoint it's we have this culture we have all these great partners like gallup working with us and we have this amazing team and you, we really just churned it and, and talked about how important it was to stay on track and going back to the basics. You know, when you're talking about football, it's right going back to blocking and tackling. And we just kept doing that, right? Because sometimes we just had to wake up and do our job because there was so many things going on. And we did it, and it worked out really, really well. And now we're focusing back on we've got some free time. We can ideate a little more. We can use our strengths to you know, strategize a little more. But, you know, it it was a good lesson for me as a CEO who really loves to write. Number one, my number one is activator. Right. It it was a really great lesson for me to step back and go, hold on a second. You have way too much on your plate and you need to let people breathe. Right. And the way they were able to breathe was through the through the internal resources and the the partnership they had with you guys.
1: Definitely. My number 34, adaptability, just does not love all of that, but the way you so beautifully and gracefully manage it is amazing. and just speaks volumes to the leadership and culture that you have built there. Um, And then, Mary, I know a huge piece of that, too, amidst all that change was the value of that intranet and how you resourced and continued to grow that platform as well. Do you want to speak to that a little more? I'd love to.
3: Um, you know, the the internet lives within my span of care, and I'm deeply proud of the resource that it provides to our team. Um, you know, it's a it's our corporate communication channel, right? If it's something going on at Verve, you're going to find out about it on the internet, or you're going to find out about it from your leader. And those strategic updates really keep us focused. Um, you know, those core strategies that are going on are always front and center but beyond that it's a wonderful collaboration tool um, it's a great opportunity for team members to share ideas back and forth and give shout outs uh, we have a wonderful peer-to-peer recognition app on that um, on that internet that we named after how full is your bucket right it's the verve bucket filler so team members are filling buckets and they're actually choosing culture attributes to associate with that bucket filler um, after a recent town hall meeting, Kevin you know sits down at his desk and sends out some bucket fillers to those people who got honorable mentions on that town hall. We utilize, I mean that that thing flies. You can't keep up with it in a day. Uh, the team has really done a tremendous job of adopting that tool. And I'm so excited about that. Um, but yeah, that when I think about a year of tremendous change, right? Things are moving so fast. I think about COVID communications changes were happening so fast. We were so fortunate um, and, and just so excited to see the strategy behind that communication vehicle come to life in a really stressful situation, right? We were able to serve the needs of the team because of the foundation of tools that we had in place. The strategy of culture served us well, right? Culture doesn't exist in some pocket, you know. It, certainly not at Verve, right? It's a strategy at the highest levels. And so utilizing all of these tools in alignment with that strategy makes a difference for the team. And when it makes a difference for the team, it makes a difference for the membership. And we like to think that they feel the difference. Um, so when our team members are really well informed, when they're getting a daily dose of culture and a daily dose of brand, um, our internet is beautiful. Don't mind my bias. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, right. It is,
2: very. It is.
3: Thank you. Thank you, I like to think so. Um, right, it's it's gorgeous. Uh, but when they get a daily dose of culture, a daily dose of brand, and and all the the great updates about running our business, they are that much more verve ready for their day. Um, so the intranet, I like to think is a is a core foundation for how we rode the waves of some of these crazy years that we've had. Um, but you know, it's all of those tools that work in tandem, right? It's strengths, it's wellness, it or well-being, forgive me. Um it's coaching, it's recognition, it's engagement principles, it's all of these things that work together in tandem that make a year like 2020 possible. And and earning that recognition from Gallup was huge praise and huge validation for the work, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into that that year and caring for the team and helping them make the most of those really challenging experiences. Um, When I talk to my colleagues now about the year that was, we talk about it with a little bit of swagger, right? We we really do it. Like I, we did that. We did that. We fall asleep at night feeling like warriors and really, in, really accomplished. And there's such a depth to that pride. Um, and I really believe that it was made possible by that foundation that existed prior. I think if we would have been building some of these initiatives, if we would have been a year or two behind our own journey, things would have been very different. Um, So we were really grateful to have that, that depth of leadership and that foundation in place.
2: You know, and Mary makes a really great point when it comes to, uh, you know, that journey. I I will say, and and it's sort of behind me well, over here, no, over here, actually, I'm not sure which one. But anyway, right at, at the end, right, there's this, there's this thing that talks about if we do all this stuff and we have, we have this three, you know, the three pillars, culture, brand and business. And in the end, right, our members and our team members benefit, right? There's, there's, there's benefits that come out of this, right? Um, we saw that happening, right? So we feel that if we continue to utilize that resource that we have with you guys and, and drive that relationship, in the end, what happens is, literally what happens is, our customer base, our members benefit. And we see that happening time and time again, right? Um, our team members feel... Like, like Mary said, they feel empowered, right? Like they've just moved mountains. And what's really amazing to me is that they wake up in the morning and go, what's the mountain next we're going to move? As opposed to, can we just have a break? Now, don't get me wrong. There are breaks, right? We call it, um, you know, we, we call, um, you know, longevity or uh, there's duration in the funnel. You know, there's just a lot. There's a lot of, it's not burnout yet, but sometimes it feels like it is. We're, we're very we have our thumb on the pulse of the duration of the sprint right but at times you know when 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 we're idle our team members will say well what's next because they do feel like warriors like mary said right they do feel like they want to just take on another challenge or whatever because it is fulfilling right and going back to they're living out their patch value decoration and they know that 330 other people Think that that's what they're doing because they read it, they see it, and they know that that's the value they're bringing to the workplace. Right. And that's really the beautiful thing about it.
3: I want to, I want to sprinkle in a piece of data here for my, for the, the listenership. Right. I see some wonderful comments coming through. You got some, some great Gallup folks out there. Um, one thing that's really meaningful to us when we think about going through a total technology transformation, right. There was not a system in our business that, that was untouched. In this process, we're talking 60 plus member facing huge amounts of change, but we got the team involved, went through a two year methodical process to bring that to life. And we really leveraged the strengths and insights of our team. Um, So on our last survey, November 2021, we asked the question, or, you know, we rated the statement. I receive meaningful feedback when I make a suggestion about improving performance. And that came back at a 91st mean percentile rank against Gallup overall. So 88% of our team agreed with that statement, um, either a four or a five, saying that they received meaningful feedback about suggestions for improvement. So we really do count on the team to deliver those solutions and to use that empowerment that Kevin was saying, they get to make a difference here. Our team shapes the future of what this organization looks like and how our members interact with us. Um, So that really, I think that changes the tone and and tenor of a project when this is not something that's happening to you. This is something that you are crafting yourself. Um, We've done conversions before, right? Sometimes they went, well, sometimes they didn't. And this time it was amazing. Um, When it came to actually launching, the experience was unbelievable. was unbelievable
1: for sure and I think it speaks credit to how much that patch value decoration is woven throughout the organization and it's not just a one time we did our strengths we made up this statement but it really is continually talked to and about throughout the organization and into important conversations like that and they're opinions matter is one of the really important things yeah. that you're mentioning there too it
2: it, it really it, it personalizes the strengths right because you get this report out which is really telling right and you go oh my gosh like you said mary said they're highlighting this information they're going that really is me right i i have that tendency but then when you translate it to that pvd right it's it's like your strengths are coming alive bespoke right personally that you, what you that that is you as opposed to everybody else that has maybe that one strength in their top five there was there was one other comment in there i thought that was one comment and one question if i may actually somebody had mentioned about span of care um versus span of control and i thought that was really great um a great pickup so thank you for that that was that was really amazing thanks nate for asking that um span of span of care was really just, you know, we do a really great job at Verve um, through so many brilliant people talking about how we communicate our, our you know, our world, right? We, we choose our words very carefully. We create, you know, plans for community outreach very carefully. Um, our brand, right? Shout out to Carrie and team, right? Are, are so surgical. Everything is, everything is by design and nothing is by accident. And we joke about this. If it happens by accident, we make them look like it was by design, <laughs> right? Everything is. We are so like for me as a CEO, I have a big jar on the culture, and I allow and not allow certain things into our culture, right? But everybody create you know creates that value in the culture, right? It's a living, breathing um, thing. The other question was uh, something I think was it John. Uh, and he asked about what, you know, the, the, the most positive outcome from using strengths. Um, and we talk about it, Verve, um, best and highest use, right? My best and highest use might not be somebody else's, right? And vice versa. So understanding an individual's strengths at the molecular level is really, really important because when you put them in a, in a role that they excel at, and then you actually give them a runway, let them skin their knees, and let them learn from it, and live out their patch value declaration, It sky is absolutely the limit. Absolutely the limit.
0: Mary, you want to add anything to that?
3: Only my personal experience. You know, yeah. I I came into Verve as a, as a young professional, right? I had a lot to learn. Um, I was brought in kind of in an obscure you know, project management role, which... Um, which was the b- very beginnings of our project management office. We have a professional three full-time team member, professional uh, project management office, shout out to Pam and team, um, which is unusual in the credit union space um, to have something like that. So I like to think I was the beginning, but they, they ran with it and made it gorgeous. Um, but through that experience, through learning my strengths, through crafting my patch value declaration um, and having really great leadership, I grew into this communication role. And it was like, hey, you're good at that. You should do more of that. And that's how this came to be. I don't know that they, uh, you know, again, it was maybe by accident, but now it's by design that we have a communications office. <laughs> um, it was like, hey, we've got a talented asset. We should turn her loose. And that's exac- exactly what happened. I'm profoundly grateful for that, to have come into a company that had that kind of culture where that kind of growth is possible.
0: Well, like Kevin said, even if it wasn't on purpose, he's going to go ahead and take credit for it. I'm sure it was his idea, right? Never, never,
2: never. (laughs) No, I always always say, you know, there's a vision that somebody has, and a lot of it is my vision coming in, and people go, and we talk talk about calling the baby ugly and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff in our organization, Mm -hmm. right? There are so many things that, you know, people come with a great idea, and then you put 10 heads, 15 heads together, and it turns out maybe completely different, but in the same cardinal direction, you know? And it's just, it's amazing. And that's the story of our organization. You put, you just, you you set down these ideas, you know, at the doorstep and, and you get people involved that are passionate about it. They create an amazing outcome and everybody's got buy-in. It's, it's. I, I'm continually humbled at how I get to serve in this organization. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand what I did to deserve it, right? You know? <laughs>
0: Well, enjoy it. And I think, I think well said. Uh, I I just think really, really well said. Mary, I'll throw this question to you, because as we think about, maybe for our embedded coaches, our coaches who are in organizations trying to get this rolling, and we've, we've talked a lot about sunshine and rainbows, but there's maybe been some rainy days in there as well. Biggest challenges faced when you think about deploying a strengths-based culture. Mary, I'll start with you, and then Kevin, to you. What do you think?
3: Um. I wish Sarah were in the room because she would answer this better than I would as our as our certified strengths coach. But from my memory, from my lived experience, uh, coming in the strengths program, when we're talking with new hires who may not have had the opportunity to go through an assessment like this, they're like, "What's? Oh, I got to take a survey. It's a thing to do. It's a thing on a list, right? We're checking we're checking boxes, um, and so sometimes there's a little bit of a what is the value of this? Or I'm going to engage half-heartedly. Um, but by the time they're done with that one hour coaching session, they're pretty excited about their new superpowers that they maybe knew they had, but they they didn't fully appreciate. Um, and I think the the fruit of that when we work with new hires, right? We don't wait too terribly long to introduce them to their strengths. It really is a core part of that onboarding experience as you start with that assessment right away and it guides you through that. That declaration process. By the time we got, so everybody here has their strengths. They're wearing them on their sleeve as a badge of honor. By the time we got to fast forward a while until we're planning for this project team to do this total technology transformation, it was right at that time that our uh, our strengths coach was going through the certification process, and her first project was to take the key leaders for that core implementation team and give them one-on-one strengths coaching. If I'm not mistaken, it was for a six-month process uh, at the beginning of that project team. And every single leader was like, where do I sign? I am hungry for this. This is, right, put me in coach. Um, So they were so excited to have that opportunity. And we really feel it was a differentiator for the process, right? That whole project was green all year through a pandemic and through buying a bank. We were on time, in budget, all systems go, Um, and really a lot of credit to that strengths program. So yeah, it's hard to say, to answer the question directly, what's the hardest part? Hardest part is just getting people to take that first step. Um, But once you do, then the momentum comes really quick.
0: Kevin, what would you add to that?
2: Well, I think if we can, you know, duplicate Sarah um, ten times, we would still have not enough work, uh, to, not enough resources, right? Because our organization, like many, they're, the, the teams are just—they're—they're they're really pining for this, right? Um, and and it's human nature, right? You just—you just, you just want to be better, and um, so. The challenge, I think, from my, from my seat is that um, we just don't have the, the resources to be as good as we can be to serve our team, right? I mean, she does an amazing job, but to do an amazing job, you need to really spend one on one time with an individual, right? And, you know, me, let's say me coaching somebody in my span of care who I serve, is going to be very different than the way Sarah is going to coach them as a certified strengths coach. Right. I think I can do a great job, but not nearly as effective when you're talking about it from that perspective that she can do. Right. So um, there, there really is a, there, just like anything, there's a resource gap there. And, and that's, that's every organization has that, has that complaint, right. That, that challenge, this is where one of them is for us. And uh, you know, it, it you, we don't have, we don't have the resources we, we want or desire.
0: Uh, Mary had asked a question out in chat and i I'm not sure who to send it to, so I'll throw it out there. But she said, how did you first invite Gallup in? We may have some organizations listening to this who are like, how do I get some of this goodness? What was the early processes? What did those look like?
3: I can jump in. You know, culture at Verve is a decision in our strategy, at the highest possible level, so this was a this was a board level initiative to bring Gallup in. It was we need an objective measurement for our culture pillar. All of these initiatives, all the money spend, right, Kevin, um, that needed a justification, and so we needed a um, a thoroughbred partner to be able to guide um, guide some of those initiatives and give them credibility. Um, and that was an easier sell to our board when we brought in a name like Gallup and, you know, the getting started, we only started with the Q12 survey. Um, we just, we just heckin' did it. <laughs> it was like, okay, we're doing a survey. We gave some pre-communications to the team. We put it out there into the universe. Um, and then the, the wheels came off. I mean, it was just, it was full speed ahead from that point. Um, the insights that we gained from that first survey were just monumental, and at that time we were very pleased to find what we already knew to be true—that we had an amazing team that was highly engaged, um, and they were hungry for more. And we're—that's an honor, that's a privilege to be able to serve on that kind of team. But the um, from there, the insights kept coming, and as we continued to survey and continued to. Um, to grow with Gallup, that's when all the other program integration came. And as we continued to expand our culture and the way that we serve our team, you know, we were kind of growing neck and neck, right? We were just on that same pace, thinking in the same way. So when you find a like-minded partner, um, a partnership like Gallup and Verve, you just keep growing together. So that first foot in the door was that first Q12 survey um, to support that culture pillar at the board initiative or at the board level. And from there the, the rest is history.
0: Kevin, would you add anything to that? I don't know if I can follow that one actually. All right. Good enough. <laughs> it's a it's a
2: good answer. <laughs> I, that's it. What what I will tell you, what that is a testament to it or organization is, we all understand what our core strategy is. We all know what it takes to win the day. We all know what it takes um to to succeed in and, and, and live out our why. I mean, that's really what it is. Because when you ask other individuals in our organization, they may not say it nearly as eloquently as Mary has. Um, however, you'll you'll feel and hear threads of that throughout the organization from every level.
3: Kevin, you just reminded me, you know that we would be remiss if we didn't mention it. One of our other, um, you know, just key strategies that we use in serving our leadership team. From the communications office we actually offer them a bi-weekly talk track um, mm-hmm. that gets rolled out because some messages are just better delivered in person as much as much as i love and adore my intranet it's not the right vehicle for everything um and so when we have the opportunity to serve messages because it's it's not what you say it's how you say it mm-hmm. um when we have the opportunity to make sure that our team gets change in the right way um, with meaningful explanations, we leverage the strength of our leadership team to be able to deliver some of those things. Um, And so Kevin, you said something and it it just sparked, you know, like open your hymnal to page 238. Mm -hmm. That's two, three, eight, right? We do this. This is an exercise we do every other week. And our leaders, we've just got this wonderful cadence now of like, if you want to know what's going on at Verve, this is it. Uh, you know, we, we tell our leaders, if you think it, you can be it. You're now a broken record. Right? <laughs> Just right. Go out into the world and repeat. Um, and so it really does lend, you know, in addition to the internet, but also with the strength of our leadership team, that unity. There's, there's not a lot of confusion around this, this company. People know what we're doing and they know why we do it. And when new things come, if we haven't told them explicitly, it's pretty easy for them to infer why. Cool. We and it goes and it goes
2: beyond the food days, right? Food day on floor four. <laughs> it goes way beyond that. And, and Mary is very right about that. And it also, if there is confusion from you know somewhere, it's easier to figure out where the confusion is coming from and, and being able to plug that gap. Um, because most people we feel from at least the key initiatives, are on board, or at least they hear it. They may not be on board because they maybe not agree with it, right? We have 2% that are actively disengaged, right, Mary? Um, two, right, just two. Uh, however, there is, uh, there is opportunity for us to grow and, and to be better. And because we have flexed that muscle for so long um, and we've gotten pretty good at it, it's easier to find those that are not... Uh, jiving with what we're talking about, and we can and we can manage that on an individual basis or a span of care basis.
0: That's great. It sounds like a very clear, um, you know, playbook. In other words, everybody knows the place, right? And so they can come in confidently, play their fit their role, which has been kind of maybe designed for them in some ways, right? Fit, very fashioned, much so. however you want to say that, right? From a cultural standpoint, and then they're allowed to do what they're what they do best. Right. Because of their strengths,
2: Jim, because of their strengths and we know them um, as they settle into their role, um, we tell them they're they're elite. Um they are hired and they're not they're not hired because they have a pulse and they can breathe. They're specifically designed to work inside of and excel inside of our culture right, which is a servant led strength based culture. And and they get to understand that as they grow in their in their career with Verve, Um, maybe not the first couple weeks. And they're like, yeah, when are we going to be done drinking the Kool-Aid? And (laughs) is it always this good or something like that? Right. Now, at the same time, we have people that opt out, right, the first week. And we sometimes don't make the right decisions, right? I, I, you know, when I told our our human resource, our talent development team years ago, I want to hit a home run every single time when we hire somebody. Right. But I know that, you know, sometimes the ball's caught, right. Just, just beyond it going out of the ballpark. And those people, sometimes they just walk away after the first couple of days and go, this is not for me. And we're okay with that. We're totally okay with that. Right. Um, Good for them that they have that, that strength to be able to do that. Because our organization is very, uh, is it's very critical um, when it comes to looking at that. Strengths-based and, and, and culture.
0: Love it. Love it. Let me let me do one question just before we wrap, and we're kind of coming up on the close of our time. It always goes way too fast. I'm going to put two comments into one. So, um, Scooey, I think, is how I'd pronounce that. I want to take the second half of this and say, It sounds to me like onboarding is a very, very important key element in getting this started for you, right? And we believe that, too, that onboarding is key in getting it going right from day one, as well as getting everybody else that's currently there kind of on board. But how does that play in then to Ken's question about reaching across equity and and diversity and cultural barriers to make everyone feel included and receive, you know, equal economic uh, opportunities. How does that fit? How's the DEI piece fit in for you guys that way with strengths?
2: Yeah, I I will say that um, we mm-hmm. have not like gone full bore into just the the whole DEI thing the way that sort of the the world has gone because it's already ingrained in our organization right now, mm-hmm. right? We were I'll say we were doing DEI long before it became a thing, right? Um, and it, and it's because it's really ingrained in that servant led. Piece and when you layer into it, Jim, the the strengths side of it, it becomes completely personal, right? Individualized, and we talk about it at 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 that level. We talk about it to our teams and say, we're not going to shift and go a different direction because we're already going in that direction. We're just doing it under a different veil, right? Our our strategy of our organization is already built that way, Mary. I. If you want to add please add, add to that.
3: I was gonna say exactly the same thing. It really was. That like it's already what we do here, right? The simplest definition of culture, what we do here, those those repeatable expected things. DEI is baked into everything that we do, and it's so evident. It's without question. Um the the ongoing piece how do we celebrate that beyond day one how do we celebrate that beyond onboarding right that really um that really is supported by our monthly one-on-one coaching program so each team member sits with their servant leader once a month Uh, you saw a little snippet of that form and that strengths and our patch value declarations are right at the top of that both leader and team member Mm -hmm. and those um that form is also tied to one of the 18 behaviors defined in our anatomy of a servant leader. So these these culture pieces are woven throughout, even just that coaching experience. It's I as an individual, as your servant leader, and you know here to support you as an individual um, in your uniqueness. And those conversations have become very powerful. Um, we have team members that are learning things about themselves and connecting to culture in a way that we never thought possible, but gosh, we sure hoped for it. Um, The, the one-on-one process is such a differentiator for us and we're so proud of it. Um, and that is what sustains that onboarding feeling through the rest of their tenure at Verve is that the, the joy of celebrating your own strengths, um, and learning and growing in that feeling of look at what I get to do here, um, that coaching program sustains it through the rest of that team member journey through that team member life cycle, um, and we like to think, even if team members choose to, to serve elsewhere, that they're a little bit better than when they first came in the door, um, that you know, we have served them in a capacity that they can continue to grow, even if it's outside our walls.
2: I don't know if you caught what she just said, guys, when she said, I get to do here. Mm-hmm. That's a real common thing
1: mm-hmm. when we talk
2: about our team and teams, teams talk about their roles. I get to do this. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I get to be the CEO and I, and I truly mean it.
1: I love that. This was such an amazing time and I wish the time wasn't up already as well. Um, But Mary and Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing how you really have taken strengths, engagement, and culture to mean something else within Verve and share your stories um, with the rest of the Gallup community as well.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure's all ours. Yeah. So
0: so great having you. You you're going to probably see a spike in the applications uh, to to you know uh, here in the next couple of weeks. We'd love it. Folks are like, oh, I want to work there. It sounds a lot like the Gallup culture, which is pretty mm-hmm. great. Erica, don, don, don't you feel that? Definitely. Same? Yeah feel that sameness there and and pretty great. Not that it just happens in the beginning, but it's built in and baked in throughout the culture. And so exciting to hear what you guys are going. There's, we should maybe start a rivalry between Vibrant and Verve, you guys, because they're a credit (laughs) union as well here in the Midwest. I don't know. We can't fight in the parking lot during, you know, the summit or anything like that. But, Oh, no.
3: Iron, uh, iron sharpens iron. Hi, John.
0: (laughs) They, they are making a run at it, too. John was out in the chat as well. And it's just great to see, it's just great to see this. And, and Mm -hmm. congratulations on your great work. And we'll look forward to interviewing you again uh, at some point in time, have you come back on and share best practices. But uh, thanks for your time today and appreciate it. You guys, Hang tight for me one second. Let me close this up. We'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the resources we do have available now in Gallup Access. Head out to gallup.com slash CliftonStrengths. Uh, Mary had mentioned the, the, the Insight report that's available out there, the Strengths Insight. Many people get that top, that the signature themes report, but they don't spend much time in the Insight report. And that is just gold, as Mary talked about here a second ago. So if you haven't done that, go out and get that, uh, get that downloaded and, uh, and dig into that thing for coaching. Master Coaching, or if you want to become a Gallup-Certified Strengths Coach, you can always contact us. Send us an email, coaching, or if you want us to transform your culture, send us an email, coaching at gallup.com, and and, uh, we get right back to you on that. Join us on any social platform by searching Clifton Strengths. And uh, with that, we'll we'll thank you for coming out. Many, listen, you guys showed up today. I saw many Mm -hmm.
1: of your employees
0: in the chat room. So thank you, Sarah. And thanks, Sarah. She was kind of filling in for me uh, as a chat moderator. And so, Sarah, Sarah, thanks for uh, asking or answering many of the questions that we had out there. If you found this helpful, we'd ask that you'd share it. Uh, With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.